laughing all the way to the bank. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Spread Brothers. It's me, Jordan, a.k.a. JL, alongside my brother and co-host, Marcus, a.k.a. Marky Mark. Oh, Marcus, um, Marcus, it was a, a rough week last week, but um, I think we can pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and, and get ourselves in the right right direction this week. So, uh, how how's your how are you feeling? What are the emotions like on on your end? Yeah, it's uh, it's been a long week. Last week wasn't. Betting wise wasn't great again. Uh, I was at the Jags game, as you know, so I kind of rushed back to get back to the four o'clock slate and watch just chaos. I feel like it was just, and again, one of those weeks in the NFL. And then next thing I knew it, uh, the Jags were playing last night. It's just been a weird week. Work was crazy. Uh, just kind of a blur. I'm glad it's Friday night. I'm glad we're getting out six new locks uh, and just keep at it. Yeah, it was definitely one of those weeks in the NFL. I got a, a few numbers I want to throw at you here. So last week, um, some some big time uh, upsets happened. Uh, the Eagles fell to the Jets, um, which sucked for us because we had the Eagles, and I talked Marcus into taking the Eagles. So I feel like a dick. Um. Fun fact, Eagles have never lost to the Jets, ever. It's the first time in franchise history. I was I was going to say, if you would have told me, like, uh, someone came from the future last week and was like, hey, the Jets are going to beat the Eagles this week, I don't know if I would have placed a bet because it just would have been like, oh, it's going to be one of those weeks. Yeah. And it's it was just it once it like literally once they knew the Eagles weren't going to cover seven, I was literally telling myself, I was like, just let the Jets fucking beat them. Like at this point, just just let it go, like let it be crazy. Yeah, I I was in shambles all day, and there's a point in the day where my wife, like, <laughs> she could see like I was shell shocked, like by about you know three p.m. in the afternoon, and I tr- I try to play my cards pretty tight. Um, especially when things are going bad uh, in, the, in the betting realm. And she just looks at me and she goes, is this a stressful day for you? And I just, <laughs> and I just go, I just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she could smell it on me, um, which isn't good. Um, it's never good when it's the three o'clock slate starting and you're already getting are you stressed out comments from your wife. That's never good. Yeah, it was rough. Um I have another stat for you here though. Some some more crazy shit happened. Um the Jets beat the Eagles for the first time in franchise history. Along with that, the Browns beat an undefeated opponent for the first time. Since 1969. That's 50 years ago. Uh, um, so we had two upsets. Yeah. Two historical upsets. And I feel like me and Marcus have kind of rode 
uh, the favorites. Uh, and that wasn't really the end of the wackiness that was Sunday. Um, it was, I mean, it, it seemed like the, the betting gods were just like spitting in my face. Um, and it's been going on for like a week, Marcus. I mean, when we recorded last week, um, we told the listeners that we were betting on West Virginia. That's how I started my betting week. West Virginia takes the lead with like 12 seconds left in that game. Um, we look, it, lo- it looks like it's in the bag. We're starting the week with a W. And then they lose the game on a Hail Mary last second. Drop the cover. Um, so that's how I started my betting week. And then Friday, I had a big money line college football parlay with a bunch of favorites. The first one was Colorado. Um, Colorado was up 29 zip at half. Well, give me my darn theme music there, oh. DJ. Yeah, and then lost to Stanford the next day. So that was my Friday. Just getting my dick absolutely kicked in 24 hours into the weekend. And then Sunday comes around and it's just more of the same. The whirlwind on Thursday night. So I'm going to be honest. Uh, when West Virginia was down, I think I forget what they went down. It was late. I went to bed. I straight up went to bed and just kind of followed the end of the game on my phone you texted me out of nowhere and was like super hyped. And I was like, whoa, 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 what just happened? You're like, oh, we just fucking took the lead. Or... And then maybe 20 seconds later, I think I had time to send out a tweet. Then 20 seconds later, you go, OMG, we lost on a Hail Mary with like the skull face. And I literally texted you saying, you're joking. Because I thought you were fucking with me because I didn't have the game on. So, yeah, I bet that game too. A lot of weird shit happened to us this weekend, but you did uh, you did hit on the first pitch strike in the ALCS, <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah, I actually I actually had a chance to like break even Sunday night because the so we hit on the Lions. That was the one pick that mm-hmm. hit. The Lions are a fucking wagon, by the way. One pick that hit was the Lions. I took that money. I put it all in. Well, not all in, but I, I bet first pitch strike in the uh, baseball game. They hit a foul ball, which counts. Very stressful to see that ball go off the bat, though, when you have a first pitch strike. I was taking I was taking Matt back to the airport trying to find the game on the radio uh, when I knew you bet it, and I couldn't find it. I was just like, please God, let it be a strike. And the funny thing is, did you have did you have to check if a foul like if that counted because a Oh, I mean, no, I knew, I knew, but I knew when it happened, I was good. But I will say when you, when you see that, like him hit the ball and even for a second, when you see it goes foul, you, you're, there's a split second where you're like, does that count? And then you're like, yeah, we're good. It's a strike. I wouldn't, I would like to know. Cause I don't bet on baseball enough. What if he grounds out to like the second baseman on the first pitch? That's a strike, right? No, nope. That's a, that, so that is a, um, I think that's a ball in play, which is another. Oh, Jesus. so you can bet like a ball, you can bet a strike or a foul ball, or you can bet an out on the first pitch. <clears throat> that so out crazy. would probably be like the least likely. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, 
took the winnings from that. Then I put it on the Bills minus 15 and a half <laughs> on Sunday night. What I will say, Josh Allen fucking sucks. He's a Yeah, bum. something's wrong with him. So He like doesn't look right. And you tweeted that, I think, but I couldn't agree more with you. Like He doesn't look happy or like... I don't know. Something's oh, off. He looked, with Josh he looked Allen. sad. He looked like someone like he literally looked like someone before the game. Like, I don't know if he has a girlfriend or has a romantic interest, but he looked like so he looked like before the game, someone told him the girl he's like madly in love with is like fucking like a like she's like fucking in a weird like gangbang sex orgy thing or something. And he was just like really torn up about it. That's how he looked oh. before the game. They had like video he proof looked- too, so he like kind of got cucked. They're like, "Hey, dude, check <laughs> this out." He's like, "Oh, I mean, he looked, <laughs> he looked really upset." Um, and I said it like immediately, like when they were showing him before the game, I was like, "Well, he doesn't look very focused." And then they come out and barely beat the Giants. Um, so yeah, I just. I got absolutely uh, waxed last last weekend. It's the first time it's happened this year. So I'll say this though: when it when there's when there's these weeks that because like I texted you today and just said like I hate these lines, but I think a lot of that is just the basis of I was following favorites. Like there was these teams that I just thought like you have to bet while it's hot. The Dolphins overs are probably the only theory I have right now. We both have that it's probably still alive, but now it's just like, don't overreact to one week. That's kind of what I'm telling myself tonight. Don't freak out because of one week went weird. We we know who the good teams in the league are by this point, and we got to trust our gut and fucking swing away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you think, um, you know, we, we did say we didn't really like the lines going into the week. Do you think um, do you think there was some manifestation going on there? Do you think we manifested a losing week? We even you said at one point last week, you go, well, we haven't had a losing week yet. And then I laughed because I was that's like that's like saying don't be a seven when you're at the craps table. Yeah, I mean, I I, I do somewhat believe in manifesting, but. I don't know. I, I there to have Aaron Rodgers some... does. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, don't put it out in the universe. But I was, I felt like I was seeing the board well for every week up until last week. Last week was the first one where it was a head scratcher, but it was, I, it was diluted for me because I was at the Jags game from you know, I was in, I was downtown from nine a.m. till four o'clock. So. You know, it's yeah. It was a lot of checking scores for me on Sunday. Hard to stay in touch. Yeah. Um, well, we didn't call many games right, but we definitely sniffed out the Caleb Williams uh, fingernail paint uh, thing. That that whole deal is kind of blown up because USC got their dicks kicked in um, at Notre Dame. I'm saying dick kicked in a lot today, so that's kind of my thing. Just so you know, <laughs> I'm just gonna. Let, let that be known. Um, Marcus, do you think uh, Caleb Williams is going to double down on the painting of the, of the nails? Maybe go with some more extravagant colors. 
Um, or do you think he's gonna he's gonna jump ship with the nails? What are your thoughts? So I saw a take which made me laugh hysterically. Some guy said that it was like, oh, Caleb Williams is going with the anti-tank. So like NFL teams tanking to get him. He's now anti-tanking to stay away from him. Oh. And I, that made me laugh so hard. So if he wants to stay away from like the Bears or the Giants or whoever, he's just going to anti-tank. So maybe the fingernail thing is to get him like picked 15th or 16th in the draft, not number one. Yeah, next just, next week he's going to come out in allegiance with Hamas. <laughs> um, he changes his name. Yeah, um, the anti-tank. That is that's smart. That's I gotta give him if that's what he's doing. I gotta I give him credit. Now, I don't know. Good. I'm not taking credit for that. That was something I saw on the internet. I thought it was funny. Whoever you are, thanks for that take. But yeah, the anti-tank. I don't think a quarterback's ever done that. What if he just started throwing blatant picks and like, oh, Caleb Williams is tanking. <laughs> just hey. you know, keep. Keep that in mind. Like I said, it's been a long week. It's been a long week. Keep what that if he, in mind. He just starts boozing really hard, like he shows up drunk oh, to the game. Like noticeably drunk. Yeah. Well, like he has it like a beer in his hand. <laughs> He's drinking. <laughs> He's drinking there, at the game. There's a difference between showing up drunk and drinking at the game. Like if he <laughs> He's actively drinking. Like he Man, that he that'd be really investing in the anti tank for sure. I don't know. I again, I I feel like I watched some of that game, but again, I had a friend in from out of town, so it was uh, we golfed Saturday night, and I wish I could have watched more football. I did watch Colorado, and I love it so much because Shadur Shadur, everyone's doing the Shadur fucking thing now. He was tweeting out his merchandise line on his Instagram at halftime, which is insanity. But another takeaway from that game, Coach Prime, they asked, you know, they were asking him the presser, and he basically said straight up, if my players were as passionate about this game as I am, we wouldn't lose these games. So, you know, you know how some coaches will like take some ownership for blowing a twenty-nine point lead. No, no. that ain't that ain't prime, not, baby. Not Coach Prime, baby. It's just all not his play calling or his systems or his ability to coach at the Division One level. It's all about his players' passion. That's what it I'm is. I'm sorry, That's but the if problem you, if, with Colorado. I don't care if your players are sucking each other off in the locker room at halftime. If you have a 29-point lead at half and you blow it against a team like Stanford, that's a coaching no. error. Yeah, you're at, you are so right. That's kind of my point. Like, That's when a coach has to say, we fucked up. Like, We said this in like week two of our podcast. Until he proves he can consistently win games, I don't think he's a good coach. They blew a 29-point lead at home to fucking Stanford. They suck. And yet, he trashes his team's passion and effort. That's that's going... 
watch out for Colorado. They might just fall flat on their face. Oh, oh, and also with Coach Prime, he did he didn't forget to get up on the stage in the middle of the locker room. I don't know if you saw that clip. He has like a stage. <laughs> he has, a he has like a circle. Stage. He has yeah. like a circle stage. Like he's doing a fucking hour long bit at the Madison Square Garden. You know, he's doing a special on Netflix. He didn't forget to stand up on that motherfucker. If I lose, if I give up a 29-point lead at home, I'm not getting up on my stage. I'll just say that. All right. Yeah. yeah. I got I, I got that off I my just, chest. <laughs> no, I mean, it feels so – it's just so uh, – it, it's so satisfying to watch um, this shit happen because it's – you know, if you've been around football – there's there's certain values that come along with with playing football. I haven't played football in fucking you know twelve years, but there are certain things that you, that are to be respected, and like there's ways you treat the game and you treat the attitude towards the game. And I feel like Coach Prime and that program is just like spitting in the face of that. Yep, so it's nice to see. It's nice to see some uh, you know some backlash. Um, the football gods were frowning upon uh, Colorado this last weekend. You, that is so well said. There's unwritten rules of how you get things done playing football. You can be flashy. You can be a team like Oklahoma. Like, oh, yeah, Oklahoma, Texas. How about that game? There's a lot of flash, a lot of big plays, a lot of trash talk. But you know what? Those guys are about their business, and their coaches know how to coach. Colorado just thinks they can – I don't know, dude. It's it's I I watched most of that game in the in the second half. I think I might have fell asleep late, but the coaching errors were just astronomical. And I really think it's because Coach Prime up twenty nine just wanted his son to you know get himself back into whatever conversation he thinks he deserves to be in, which he doesn't. And they just got shit on. And Stanford made adjustments. Colorado didn't, and they got beat. And that's what happens in Division One football when you don't make adjustments. You get beat. You know what that reminds me of? Um, so this is a, a a family story. So listeners, please indulge me. So Marcus was a big part of my like little league football team growing up, and my dad was also a coach. Our dad, I should say. Um, there were a couple of fathers that coached on that team. And we were badass. I mean, we, we, we fucked people up. We played in like national tournaments and, and, and whatever. We were sick. Um, <laughs> no, you one guys, of the coaches, you guys were terrifying. So, you guys were a unit. You were like the lions. You were like the 2023 um, lions. <laughs> so we had a system. We, we had skulls. So if you had a good game, uh, a Monday at practice, Coaches would hand out skulls, and you get to put these skull stickers on your helmet. They look super fucking badass. And, um, you know, since my dad was a coach, my dad was always just like, dude, I don't care how good of a game you play. I will never give you a skull because it's just – it's not right. Did, my dad, did dad did our dad, dad give you a skull? I think he gave you one, but you had like I think he did. There was, there was one time. <laughs> there was one time. But my my our dad respects the football gods. He understands that nothing's given; it's earned. 
right? That's a football thing. And there was a coach, um, Coach Sullivan, <laughs> on the team. His son Derek played on the team, and it was like week one, week two. Derek had a decent game. I think he had like a catch. It was like his first catch ever, ever. or something. <laughs> and, and and like many of the players had awesome games. And we're in the skull ceremony, we called it. And he, because we had a lot of a lot of good players out there. We Everyone gave a good effort. You know, hate to play favorites here, but my skull's going to Derek. <laughs> be he like, gave the skull uh, to his son. Like, Mike, you had three touchdowns. That was great. JL, seven, uh, three sacks, seven tackles for loss. But uh, my school's going to Derek. And it's like, did, did. <laughs> I think it's funny to think back. I do think dad gave you a skull once because it was just undeniable. You probably had to have had, like, because you played both ways. You probably have had to have about 12 pancakes, six sacks, and maybe a pick for dad to give you a skull. Like, game-changing <laughs> performance. The point is, it it's a weird thing to be a coach whose son is the quarterback at that level of football. And make it as well known as, like, and, like, glorifying it like Coach Prime does. Like, it's, he should be doing the opposite. He's putting his son, maybe they don't care because they have so much fucking money, but, like, if the goal is to make Shador Sanders the best quarterback and the best prospect he can be prime is going about it. in my opinion, wrong because he's almost setting him up to fail because if he's not going to have good weeks, then when does this just become a distraction? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, he's not doing him any favors right now. He might be making money right now, but I personally don't think his play on the field is, is, is going to, show up huge for him in the draft like he's right. going to get drafted don't get me no, wrong that's but what he's I'm not saying. Be, i don't think he's going to be a first rounder i don't think he's going to be even a second rounder not not a chance no I, what my point was if they're if their whole thing is making money right now then they're doing a great job of that but if if Dion's goal is to make his son the best possible quarterback and best prospect he can be they're like he's doing him a disservice like you said like it's going to bite them in the ass because i think they'll lose i think they'll lose i don't know who they play this week i think it's like oh shit do they play oregon state this week or is that later i'm gonna look this mm. up sorry folks we're looking this up we're riffing it's friday night let's relax they are on a bye week this week it looks like Colorado is at UCLA on the 28th, so next week. They're going to get shellacked. <laughs> yeah, it's – They might – dude, they might go under 500. I'm not kidding. Oh, no. I mean, that game – them losing to Stanford, I mean, if they win against Stanford, they might make it to five, six wins and, and make it to a bowl. They're probably out of the bowl conversation now. And it's a coaching thing. And that's like, it's just so, it's so satisfying to watch. Like I said earlier, it's like all the spectacle, all the bullshit. You know, they turned around the program. They didn't turn shit around. They brought in a bunch of new guys. All the old players are gone. They didn't turn anything around. When you 
turning something around is when you take that one thing and then you like turn you, you you know the expression you turn it around that means you're enacting something on the thing that's there and you're improving it or changing it no they just replaced it that's not turning around a program no like i just don't i don't understand the like well he's done a good job he turned it around no, no. i would have i would have loved for you to have said right there when you turn something around you take one thing and you turn it around <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's well, move you know, on. You see what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? No, no, no I know exactly what you're saying. So if they were to turn around the program with the guys they had when they were winning one game, yes. Like, did they did they flip the excitement of the program? Did they bring excitement to the program? Sure. Yeah, they did that. Yeah, but it they was could more do that if a, they dressed up, if they, if they got a bunch of girls with big tits and put them in lingerie out on the field. That'd get excitement for the team, too. Yeah, you know what else draw a crowd? Golf with his arm coming out of his ass. Um, but no it's there's a difference between turning it around and hitting the reset button and just evacuating and that's what colorado did they they evacuated brought new guys in new coach new energy and guess what they're still not going to have a winning record they're still going to be a uh below mediocre division one program that's just what Colorado is right now until they figure out that all the glam and all the fucking whatever, it might be fun. It's cool. It gets me watching, but it doesn't win fucking football games. Right. I think um, Coach Prime is towing a line um, in like the dynamic of NCAA football right now, which is like the NIL money, 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 get what you can, like get that money now and then the other side of that line is like just like being like winning football games being a good program doing the right things and then like through winning games and having a good program you're going to have players who get looked at by the nfl and that money is going to come later down the road i think that's fair to assess it that way some people might disagree no i think that's a great point but Dion is like going to get himself in trouble because recruiting is going to become a challenge. Like he's going to like there's going to be some awesome recruits who are going to look at this program like a sideshow. They don't want to go, you know, play play for this program where the first thing is ball out and get paid. Like if there's a program like there's going to be a backlash against this, a program that is, you know more like i guess old school and in terms of their i guess marketing and how they represent themselves i think i think dion's just swinging a little too hard on into this nil stuff he needs to like i mean it's still football yeah he needs to coach football it almost like this is my last thing i'm gonna say on this uh you brought up a good point. It got me thinking like, it kind of reminds me of like John Calipari. So like in basketball, Calipari is, you know, well known for his ability to recruit and get guys to Kentucky for their like lavish amenities. But when you watch John Calipari coach basketball and how their teams play, there is a reason why he gets more guys to the NBA than probably any college coach out there right now. It's not because of his, 
his, you know, his glam and the attractiveness, it's a part of it. It's definitely a part of it. But the majority of it is that John Calipari can straight out fucking coach basketball and his teams play hard and they play well. And he demands that of you. And I just think that Colorado has set this precedent where it's all about flash swag, whatever. And they're just getting simply, this is going to sound so old school, but they're just getting outworked late in games. And that's why they're losing. But it, like you said, like, I think John Calipari might be the best coach ever of balancing the NIL or whatever it may be, the flash of a program, but still being like a badass coach. Like he might be, I mean, he's one of the greatest college basketball coaches ever. And yeah, Colorado thinks they, you know, Coach Prime is that, and he is far from it. And uh, that's my last thought on that is we've kind of beat this in the ground, but I think it it's fun to talk about. It's obviously fun to watch them lose, even though you lost some money on it, but it goes back to our original statement. You got to <laughs> you gotta win games, man. It all, like, winning is what matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> Winning, winning, winning. What a concept. Marcus, speaking of winning, let's get into some fucking picks. I'm going to kick things off. Um, this is unlike me, but um, I'm taking it under to get things going this weekend. I'm taking the Browns, Colts, under 40 and a half. Here's why I like this pick. We've been high on this Colts defense all season. They're physical. They're fast. They come downhill. Um, the Browns defense is also just stellar. Uh, I don't really know what to expect from Deshaun Watson this week. I don't really expect much out of this Colts defense. I think the Browns have one of the best defenses in the league, if not the best. Um, I could see this being a 17-10 game. I don't really have much more than that. That's my first pick. Browns, Colts, under 40 and a half. Marcus, your pick. I'm always surprised when you say you don't like unders because I feel like every time you pick an under, it smacks. Uh, so I love that pick. I'm going to follow you with an under. I'm going to see your under, and I'm going to raise you another under. We already brought this up earlier in the podcast. This is a Josh Allen under Pats in New England under 40 and a half, I believe. Sorry, I need to check my notes here. Might be 40 or 40 and a half. Sorry, folks. Uh, Bills, Pats, under 40. Um, again, I think the Bills have looked a little dysfunctional, and we all know what's going on with the New England Patriots. It's a nightmare. My only worry if this could go over is if they put Will Greer in the game, then it might score 70. But I don't know if he's going to play. Doubt he will. If he doesn't play, this under is for sure going to hit. If Will Greer plays, watch out. If Will Greer plays, hedge, hedge. <laughs> yeah, immediately take the live over once Will Greer gets in the game. <laughs> All right, good pick. Um, switching gears, Marcus, I'm back, back to me. I love taking overs. I'm going to go with an over here. Seahawks fucked me last week. I bet him on an over last week. But I'm taking them on another over this week. I love this over. It's the Seahawks. It's the Cardinals. Uh, they're up in Seattle. The, lines here is, the line here is only 44 and a half. I'm going over here. Um, both of these teams 
um, have a decently efficient offenses. They also run uh, plays at a decent clip. Um, you know, they they also, you know, they they've had trouble staying on the field. Each of these teams, so the stats kind of like stagger each other in a in a very interesting way in this in this game. This is kind of a numbers pick for me. But I love this pick. This is probably my favorite pick of the weekend. I think something's got to give here between these two teams. I think we could see this game really, really pop uh, with the points. So give me the Seahawks, Cardinals, over 44 and a half. Marcus, back to you. Love it. Um, This next pick might surprise y'all. You never thought I'd pick the Bears to cover. But I'm doing it because... Justin Fields is out with a thumb. They are playing a rookie, and also the Raiders are are not playing Jimmy Garoppolo. So I'm taking the Bears at home, plus two and a half. JL, I'm going to pause, and I'm going to pass the mic back to you because I know you got thoughts on this. (laughs) Yeah, so if you didn't pick this, I probably was going to. Everyone knows I... I'm a big Justin Fields truther. I think he sucks. He's always sucked. Um, I think the Bears could be positioning to trade him, especially if he needs surgery on that thumb. Um, Tyson Badgett, I think he's. I think he's got a little moxie. So you remember, we're talking to. Were we talking about gamers? Yeah. Previously, that, yeah. We we've I talked mean, about gamers. Yeah. I mean Tyson Badgen is is a is a billboard for for gamers. Um <laughs> he's a West, West Virginia, Virginia boy. boy. His dad was a a a world champion arm wrestler. Okay? So this is the genetic wow. line you're you're dealing with here. Um I would love nothing more to see the first home win the Bears have had in over a year. Um, be with a quarterback who was playing Division Two football last year, and Justin Fields couldn't get it done the whole fucking time. I would love nothing more than to see this, and I think it's going to happen because Justin Fields is trash. Um, sorry, all you Justin Fields meat riders, he's trash, and this week this weekend's going to prove it. So, uh, Marcus, I love this pick, and I, I'm uh, I'm going to be watching this one very closely. I love it. Yeah, that's my second pick. Bears plus two and a half at home. Nice. Um, my final pick, and and this one, um, there's no research here. This is kind of an angle that I'm taking, and, and Marcus is well aware of this. I am officially coming out as a Lions fan. Um, the Lions are my favorite football team in the NFL right now. They're playing the best football in the NFL, in my opinion, um, head and shoulders. They have every way to beat you on the field when it comes on the offense. Their defense has really gelled this season, too. They're just a scary team, and I think they can roll literally anybody. Um, So I'm taking the Lions plus three on the road at the Ravens, and I just don't think there's any reason why you could bet against them right now. They are absolutely rolling. I think it would be – I mean, there's sharp action on the Ravens. I think it's absolutely stupid just because, um, you know, I mean, the Ravens' secondary is not good. I, I could see Jared Goff doing some damage on this secondary. Um, his total's also really low. 
I mean, the the Lions team total's got to be like 17 points. I mean, that's that's insulting. I think the Ravens get laughed out of the stadium on Sunday against the Lions. So, give me the Lions plus three. I'm rolling with the Lions until they, they prove me different. Marcus, your pick. Yeah, one thing on that. People are forgetting that Jared Goff uh, is having an MVP season. So, it's pretty glaring i don't think the i think this is a lot of just like ravens bias i don't i don't think the ravens are very good personally all right my last pick this is another one uh team that i'm always high on especially at home i hate this team which makes me like this pick even more i absolutely despise this team but they're at home and it's less than a six point spread and historically it, it hits like every single time it's the chiefs minus five and a half at home uh, I don't really know if I need to say much more. If you give me less than six points with the Chiefs at home, I will take it every single day of the week. I bet you it hits 80% of the time. I'll take those odds all day long. That's all I'm going to say. Chiefs minus five and a half at home. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Marcus, that's going to do it for NFL week sev um listeners as always parlay these picks bet one unit on these picks as singles and then take one more unit and bet it as a parlay that's how we do it and that's how you can do it and make money with the spread brothers that's all we got for you this week see you next week hey you know the lions won again bitch you know the lions won again another one you know the Lions won again. That's what we do. All we do is fucking win. Come on, bitch. You know the Lions won again. Bitch. You know the Lions won again. Another one. You know the Lions won again. Come on. Cause all we do is fucking win. Woo. Best team in the motherfucking NFL. After this song, I'ma need my tickets in the mail. Bitch. All we do is win, we ain't taking L. Man, ain't y'all like 2 and 11? Man, shut the fuck up. After this game, we about to turn the fuck up. Bitch. Call Hush, we need the whole team buffed up. Uh. We just won another game, they can't touch us. Real. We about to win another game, they know what's up. Eat. We just won the last game with a blowout. Come. You see what happened when the Lions really show out? Good. Call the whole city up, we about to go out. We, out we about to have them bars jumping while it's cold out. Hey, you know the Lions won again, bitch. You know the Lions won again. Another one. You know the Lions won again. That's what we do. All we do is fucking win. Come on, bitch. You know the Lions won again, bitch. You know the Lions won again. Another one. You know the Lions won again. Come on. Cause all we do is fucking win. Woo.